Happy New Year, everybody! It's your boy, Flopito, Flopo Boys, and this is Draped in Gold, and even though I told myself I wouldn't say something as lame as it's your boy, I did it anyway. This is Draped in Gold, the after show that covers both NXT UK and NXT Classic, but I, as usual, am not alone. I'm being joined by the man with the heart of gold, ready to make things happen in the new year. If he isn't already doing it now, give it up for the real Jack Farmer. What's going on, man? Oh yeah, it's your boy Jack Farmer. So excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the solidarity. <laughs> Wait, well, you never say that. <laughs> well, um, I, I thought that you know, in the past on this show, you and I, we've had our differences. We disagree on some things, and I just awesome. wanted to get started on the right foot and say it's your boy, so that you can, you and I can be on the same team at least for a little bit. Yeah. this time of year you know <laughs> it's a good thing that eddie dennis is on this episode or also be a giant fight where it's all said and done i have a feeling i'm gonna bring him up though mm, well if you guys are <laughs> listening live on facebook youtube twitter and twitch thank you so much and if you're on that twitch platform hey give me a follow man i want to be your bestest friend let me be all push notified in your phone and mobile devices jack farmer look yep. i don't know about you but this first week of 2021 has been absolutely mammoth for wrestling in NXT UK was no different. Talk about his main event. The newly signed Ben Carter gets a title match his first time out. He's taking on the true Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin. Man, everyone's talking about New Year's resolutions and how to improve themselves. And all I can think about as I'm watching pro wrestling this week is that we are spoiled if we think that we need to improve anything because this has been such a good week of wrestling. And you started off talking today about this main event, Ben Carter, Jordan Devlin. I said going into this match, you and I chatting offline, that this was a lot of pressure on Ben Carter because Devlin is amazing and his matches are amazing. And in Ben Carter's first match, if he didn't provide amazing, it was going to be all on him. Flobo, I watched the match. I watched the main event. And I have to say it was amazing because I did not know which way it was going to go the entire time. I had no idea who was going to come out on top. And I can't believe that the Irish ace barely squeaked one out against the guy who was making a debut. Yeah, <laughs> squeak one out. I love it. Uh, yeah, this match here, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, was was oddly patriotic, you know? You know, the, the British flag of Brent Carter, the Irish A's were in Dublin. Fantastic match to your point. And I was a little nervous. You know, in my heart, in my mind, I will not flip-flop or waver. I do think Jordan Devlin is the true cruiserweight champion. And if he would have lost it tonight... Well, it'll be a well-done victory for Ben Carter, but I would have totally shifted the landscape of the eventual dream match we're all waiting for of Jordan Devlin against Santos Escobar. I agree. It would have been such a disappointment because even though Ben Carter proved himself to be amazing today, there's something about this built-in who is the real cruiserweight champion narrative that's been building between these two, whether they address it directly or not. I mean, I agree. Jordan Devlin's the guy. He won the title. He's never lost it. And you can see him defending it on NXT UK and basically open challenges every time he's out there. And he's looking great, man. He is putting on some muscle. I don't know how much more muscle he can put on before he's no longer <laughs> under that 205. But clearly the true cruiserweight champion resides in the UK. And uh, I think he's showing the world that he's the guy. You know, every time we talk about NXT UK, you tell me that Jordan Devlin is a true cruiserweight champion, which I agree. But then we shift to NXT, you say Santos Escobar is a true cruiserweight champion. You're always trying to find these fake stories, Flo, but you're always trying to divide us. Here I come onto your show, and I I, I, I come to your show, and I say it's your boy to yeah, try to do show that. solidarity. And the first thing you do, the first match we're talking about, you're putting words in my mouth. You're trying to drive a wedge between us. I've right. never flip-flopped on this. Jordan Devlin never. is the guy. Okay. Never okay. won. Let us be known at four minutes in that Jack Farmer said that Jordan Devlin is the guy in the division. Uh, but, hey, Ben Carter's official debut is next week, and that raises a question I have. First time out here in front of everyone, didn't come up with the win. But as long as I've been a fan of that wrestling, 9.9.10 times out of 10, right? Uh, the person who debuts usually wins their first match. Does it matter? 
that Ben Carter had a losing effort his first time out. Does that hurt his stock before his official debut? His soft opening ruin his heart opening, Jack? If this was his debut and if he has to take a loss, if you're going to take a loss like this to a guy like Jordan Devlin, I would take a loss like this over a Jordan Devlin over beating some person we've never heard of to build up momentum any day of the week. I think Ben Carter showed that he can hang with the very best in the world today. And there's no amount of wins that you can get that will necessarily ever prove that. This is something that I think sets him apart from anyone else that's debuting. I think it's a very, very good start for him. And I think he'll be holding gold sooner rather than later, whether it be a cruiserweight championship or something else. I think he's a star. He proved it. And I think this is a very good debut for him. The star tag already. You know, Jack, you're very, very stingy with those. I just want to say. <laughs> I think you, you look at his pedigree as far as being trained by a Seth Rollins. You look at the way they're presenting him. And I bring up the way they're presenting him because they have a lot of new talent that comes in in the WWE. And not everyone gets the promo package, the big debut, championship matches. And most importantly, the biggest thing, the biggest tip-off that he's going to be a big star is being a part of the Supernova sessions with Noam Dar. Right. I mean, he doesn't just get nobodies on his show. He only gets top talent. So if he's bringing him on now, you know that it's going to be a big career for this guy. Yeah, second episode in, and uh, Ben Carter got the good folding chair. So you could tell. Definitely a star in the, star in the lane. I, yeah. know, I actually like a Supernova session. As, as weird as it is, as as of all the talk show segments in pro wrestling, how funky that one is, I kind of think it's one of my favorites because Noam Dar almost doesn't even care he's on his own show, which is pretty, pretty <laughs> awesome. I, I disagree. I think what makes it so great, as you look at other, other talk shows during wrestling, you can tell it feels like they're just kind of winging it making it up mm. as they go, but you can listen. They, he did a lot of research for the show. Noam Dar, he did a ton of research and preparing. He? Ben Carpenter. He had seven <laughs> questions about shelving, ready to go, because he did his homework. He did his research, and I think that that's what you can learn from Supernova, is that you need to be prepared, as he always is. Okay, I, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, I think it's totally wrong, but I like it. Tell me Kevin Owens would have had seven questions about carpentry ready to go before his KO shows. Actually, no, I think Kevin Owens is more like conservative furniture getting destroyed every episode, but I understand. I totally get where you're coming from. But if you had a good carpenter to make the furniture, maybe it wouldn't get broken. I set myself up for that one. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> our show opens uh, with the women's division, Piper Nippert against Ginny. And Ginny, much like Jordan Devlin, is putting on some muscle, I guess, in an attempt to look at Kaylee Ray to have a bit of a weight advantage because she is the, now the new number one contender, uh, beating Piper Nippert, but she was not alone. Joseph Connors get involved. The relationship hasn't been established, though. Jack Farmer, what is going on with Ginny and Joseph Connors? I think Joseph Connors, like most of us, is just sick of seeing Piper Niven bully her way into repeated title matches. We've seen about 100 Piper Niven title matches. I'm so excited we're going to get to see some new blood in this championship picture. And I think Connors was just like, man, I'm sick of her taking shortcuts. I'm sick of her doing these things to try to fake her way into title shots. The real number one contender, the person that's earned it, the person we all want to see get a title shot, Ginny, deserves it. And now she's going to get it. And I'm just glad that Joseph Connors spoke for all of us and helped make it happen. Well, I would, I, you know, I usually say Joseph Connors is usually the, the Rodney Dangerfield of this brand. He gets no respect. He's usually the guy that's on the, the fall guy for lots of things. Now, we talked about this before, before the holiday break. And Jenny, the fashionista, is an antagonist. And so is Kaylee Ray. So this match is going to happen. Like eventually, who do we root for as fans at home? I will always say this is Kaylee Ray's division. She's going to be the champion. She's going to be the champion as long as she wants to. You can root for whoever you want to, Flobo, but at the end of the day, champions do what champions do and champions win. So one way or another, the outcome is going to be the same. So just pick who you like, and if you like losing, root for one side. If you like winning, root for the other. That seems very mature of you. 
I guess I agree with that. Going <laughs> 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 to give a shout out to the chat. Hey, Johan Pena, a long time watcher of the show. Thank you so much for making Draped and Gold a thing. I really do mean that. Has a question. He says, now that the UK is on full lockdown again, what do you guys think is going to happen to the show? And by guys, he meant you, Jack Farmer, because I have no idea. If there's one thing that uh, the WWE and NXT have proven uh, over the past year is that the show must go on. They'll figure out a way to make something happen. I don't know what they'll do, but they'll find a way to keep things rolling and keep things going. That's just what they do. The show must go on, and no company exemplifies that more so than the WWE. If I had to guess, I think they stockpiled episodes because I think because I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm like ninety percent sure the A can match is supposed to happen this week. I think they're trying to stockpile some of the matchups here so they can spread them out. Plus, they have the archive episodes if need be. And they have some UK talent that's still in NXT if they want to say a feature match of Imperium taking on GYV, for example. So it, there's ways around it. Um, I would hate for them to go straight off to best of archives, but I think a mix of old and new could work out for them. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think breaking it up too would be kind of cool. So I think that's, that's fine. And because yeah. they have such good, good matches in that uh in their archives and i think there's a lot of people who like me jumped on during the restart it's okay to reshow those because a lot of those are new to a lot of us so yeah. i think it's sort of win-win yeah if you guys have not watched nxt uk shame on you but you can't go wrong with some of the takeover blackpool takeover especially ones in blackpool um but i mentioned it just a second ago but next week we're getting walter versus a kid and i for one I'm all about this match because A-Kid has shown he has the stripes. Walter's the best, one of the best in the world at what he does. But the more I think about it, you call me a negative Nancy. Negative you Nelly. are. Well, I mean, I kind of am. I'm just cynical, right? <laughs> um, yeah. That's what happens if you're a Mets fan. Um, <laughs> do you think this is kind of a lose-lose situation? If Walter loses this match, it's, oh, man, A-Kid beat you. But if A-Kid loses this match, it's like, well, what does that say with the Heritage Division? I don't know. I am crossing all my fingers and toes. I'm thinking about the prospect of who might win this match next week. Well, first, I want to give a shout out to the WWE NXT UK production team because that hype video was great. It really made me a believer in A-Kid. And if you're not a believer in A-Kid at this point, what are you doing? You're a slow learner because we were not a believer in him in round one of the Heritage Cup, not a believer in round two, maybe even not a believer in round three. Some people weren't a believer when he beat Tyler Bate. You have to believe in a guy that continues to win over and over and over again and flobo i think he's at a point where if he hangs with the ring general if he just hangs with him you got a you got a major talent on your hands that's going to be there for a long long time he's so good he's so young and he can do so much stuff all he needs to do is hang in there all he needs to do is rocky one with this guy just hang in there and he's going to have everything you can want now that's a tall, tall order hanging in with Walter. Because as I've said, he could look at me wrong and I'd yeah. quit. But yeah, but this is an opportunity for a kid to show himself just by hanging in there. And I think, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to give Walter more of a fight than Walter may be expecting. But at the end of the day, man, you never bet against Walter ever. So I think it'll be fine. I think Walter is going to get another big win against a guy who's on a huge roll. And I think A-Kid's going to show that he is in that top tier of wrestler on NXT UK. Um, and I think we as fans are going to win. And I think it shows that all it takes is stacking up a few wins to become the person you've always wanted to be in pro wrestling. Hey, you said the nail on the head, man. I'd rather take a 10 tombstone pile drivers in that chop for Walter. Uh, shout out to Maj. Yep. He says he's going to work right now, but just saying Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, Maj. Uh, City's win. Yes, I love Darby's. Uh, City actually edged out Man U by 2 to nil. But it was a good game. Good game. Uh, you can't bet on Manchester United. I will never gloat some of that 6-1 game. I'll never gloat because they're such a <laughs> tough team. Uh, and yeah, and the Everything Tournament is later on today. Johan Pena, come on back for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the Walter is the class of the organization. It's it's kind of interesting because when I think of the NXT United Kingdom Championship, I think of Pete Dunne. But the way it's going, I mean, Walter may be the longest reigning United Kingdom champion, lockdown asterisks included, when it's all said and done. So why not, man? Why not have him be the class of the division just a little bit longer? He's the longest current reigning champion, right? As far yeah. as like... In all of WWE, no one's had their title longer than him. Uh, I think Kaylee Ray. I've looked that up, but it's definitely UK. Ooh, if, if, yeah. if it's not, if it's not Walter, it's it's UK for sure. It's yeah, Kaylee. fair point. Uh, um, 
Real quick, speaking of new challenges, though, uh, Tyler Bray had a dope promo, but one person didn't like it was Sam Gradwell. <laughs> he was like, the only yogi you should have picnic basket. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, this match is happening next week. Tyler Bates, Sam Gradwell. Jack, who you got? That was one of the lines of the night. The only yogi I like is one of the still picnic baskets. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> uh, I love this promo. I love the I love the promo. I love how they've been doing these. Mustache Mountain knocks these out of the park, by the way, because Trent Seven had similar promos. And I love how it shows the heart. It shows how uh, losing affects them. And I think that's an important thing in pro wrestling. I think sometimes we say, oh, they lost. They're off to the next week. No big deal. Right. I like hearing that losses hurt. Losses are emotionally damaging to them. It's not just, oh shucks, I lost one. Back at him next week. I like <laughs> that it. I like that it eats at them. I like that it. That championship mentality of, I don't like losing. It really bothers me, and I'm going to come back stronger and better next time. So I really love this promo, and I not just the fact that he was saying it, but I thought the way he delivered it was really, really good, and really got me on board to see the next uh, Tyler Bate match. Of course, Gradwell. I just. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Stepped all over it too, but um, and and really made me excited to see those two guys. They're gonna have a, a hard hitting match. They're gonna throw each other around. They're gonna hit each other very very hard. If you're into that bruiser style of match, uh, oh I'm I think, in. Oh I'm in. I, I think it's gonna be pretty good. I think that's gonna be one of those ones that uh, next week I predict you and I are both gonna be going. Jeez, <laughs> that's what we're gonna say. I'm gonna say jeez. Right. Right. It was, it was funny you mentioned that the, the Mustache Mountain promos uh, in Collective because I was watching the Tyler Bay one and I'm like, is he going to take a break like Trent Seven? Who was eight kids to like, somehow retire both members of Mustache Mountain? Uh, real quick, yo, what's up, Adam? Thanks for watching the show, Draped in Gold, presented by Gamer Aware. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh man, I hope, he, hope he's not retiring. Drop my iPad, it's all good. I hope he's not retiring, <laughs> but now we're getting a match next week. It's going to be a hard hitting affair, and I, for one, love it. Uh, speaking of hard hitting affairs, your boy, Puma, Dave Massive, had a match against Saxon Huxley with Dave Massive uh, getting the edge out win. Now we're talking about wins and losses. But I'm starting to wonder about my man Huxley here. As a guy that's strong and as Bruiser Brody-esque as he is, should he not be winning more? The first thing that comes to mind is Huxley needs to stop with these two-on-one matches. It's not going to help him any. Uh, and I think today is an example of that. And I know what you're saying. It was only Mastiff, but I challenge you to look at Mastiff and say it's not a two-on-one match. That guy's so big. It's, <laughs> he counts as two. I've said it before, I think right now Huxley is just this very unstoppable, untamed freight train of a person, and I think he needs someone who has taken people like that before and led them to the top. I think he needs Eddie Dennis to come to his aid. I think he needs Eddie Dennis to help focus him. I think he needs to put him back on that track. And I think with someone like Eddie Dennis by his side, Huxley could be the single most dangerous person in NXT UK because Huxley has everything. He just needs the focus. You know what? You mentioned that, and I was like, that is a dumb idea. But the more I thought about it, Jack, in the three or four seconds I did, I go, that's actually a dope idea. You know, now we're looking at these factions or having at least four people with your hurt business and undisputed error and all that stuff. Well, Inner Circle has like seven, but, it but they're still good. Anyway, point right. being, uh, if you are Saxon Huxley and you sign with Eddie Dennis or, I don't know, do a blood oath with him, I'm not sure what his deal is, do you become a member of the hunt? You get an animal-like thing too? Are you going to be your own entity? Are you going to be the hatchet man like Alexander Wolf? What would Huxley be in that Eddie Dennis stable? I mean, I want you to imagine the poster with the hunt and with Huxley and then Eddie Dennis kind of pulling the strings like the puppet master he is. I think that sells tickets. I think whether or not you, I don't think you need to change his name. He's Huxley. We know him. He's too far in to be doing name changes. And what are you going to call him? The giraffe? Because he's so tall. Who cares? <laughs> we have to, you know, boy, giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. <laughs> the herbivore. Yes, that's <laughs> You're looking leafy today. <laughs> I like how Jack has one great idea, and then <laughs> the draft wins it. The draft wins it. Uh, 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 does any like final thoughts about this episode of X UK before we move on to classic? Uh, I think it was just another great episode. It's one of those episodes that comes around every now and again, and you're like, "Oh, we're getting that match today. Oh, and that match today, and that yeah. match today." Uh, it was great. I think it had a lot of fun stuff. Had a lot of surprise 
wins and, and twists and turns and things like that as far as in the match matches go. I mean, maybe not twists and turns because Devlin was the favorite and he won and things like that. But I think Ginny getting the win was a bit of a surprise for a lot of people, which made that fun. I think not for me. I think the fun of uh, Devlin and uh, Carter was very – first off, the surprise that we got it today was pretty sure. surprising. And how good of a match it was, was was great. I think there's a lot of good stuff. And I think Huxley versus Mastiff, just two big bangers going at it. What more could you ask for? I thought this was a really, really good way to start the year. Yeah, definitely a strong week for wrestling in general. I'm not even just talking about NXT UK. I mean, NXT, mm. AEW, even Impact had a little bit of action uh, yeah. across. As we talk about that in our sister show, um, Elite of the Week. Uh, mm -hmm. But before I move on, man, I had a little bit of a, of a bad day already today, Jack. I, I went uh -oh. to make some coffee, and my coffee tasted like mud. I am sick. I need some recommendations for some of the good stuff. Well, I can tell you one thing. If you have bad coffee, I know which coffee it isn't. It isn't Broaster's Coffee, which you can get at www.thebroasters.com because they have the best coffee around. And I know that for a fact because all of their beans are organic. They're roasted weekly. They don't do this blend stuff. Only the best. Go to www.thebroasters.com. Use promo code BROCODE1 and see what I'm talking about. It's the best you're going to try. Wow, I'm going to try for this. But first, I have to get to NXT. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's Evil hosted by Dexter Loomis, who didn't say anything, but his suit bespoke for him. Uh, it was a fantastic intro, I thought, in NXT canon. And yes, it's a pun. I apologize. I hate puns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> started off with a match that I thought would have been the hour one main event. Karrion Cross coming back with his first official matchup against Damian Priest, the Archer of Infamy. Now, now to me, the result wasn't that much of a shock. But what was a shock to me is how uh, Karrion Cross won, in my opinion, doing his little side suplex into the elbow in the back of the head. This may be his brand new finisher. Jack Farmer, thoughts about the match? Thoughts about the way the match ended? I think that this may have been Karrion Cross's best match since coming to NXT. I thought this was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I thought Damian Priest did an amazing job as well. And, I mean, I think we agree that it's um, – I think we agree that we kind of figured that Karrion Cross, who's just been unstoppable since coming to NXT, was probably the favorite here. But Damian Priest really gave him a show. And they gave us a show with those intros, two of the best intros in NXT right now. That's uh, I loved this match. I thought it was amazing. And I agree. I like that elbow to the back of the head. I think it's quick. It looks dangerous. And that suplex is cool. But it's just, yeah, you're, I agree with what you've said in the past. It just doesn't feel like a finish. It yeah. feels like a cool move. So I, li I like the elbow to the back of the head. It feels very damaging. I like it. It looks brutal. It looks tough. And you can really pop it off at just about any time. So I think it's a cool move. I liked this. And... I don't know what's next for these guys, which is always an interesting place to be. Well, too bad. Here's my follow-up question. But first, what up, Grant? How's it going, man? Appreciate the love. Um, so I have this written down here because I wonder what Jack thought about this. I said, Cross may be looking like he's on the path to finish what he started. Would you put him in the main event instantly, or would you do like our friend Cedric Welton says and let him cook in the mid-card? I would, for now... You know what? No, I'd put him in the main event. I don't think we need to see him steamroll people and for the next six months. We all know where he's going. We know what the match is going to be. It's going to be Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see happen. Why wait, Flobo? Why wait until July for that when I could have it in January? I or February takeover. I think that would be a good thing to see, Flobo. Why yeah. not? Why wait? We know where he's going. We know yeah. what this is. Why put it off any longer? I mean, do we really want to see a buildup of Karrion Cross versus Leon Ruff? No. We want to see him go for the title. We want to see him be the guy we know he's going to be eventually. My question for you, Flobo, I'm throwing it back to you. Okay. Wait, before I'm, you do that, before you do that, I would I would definitely want to see a Karrion Cross Leon Ruff match, but okay, good to you. That would be I don't think fun. that would go I don't think that would go the way you think it'd go. <laughs> oh no, Leon Ruff. No. I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Leon, as Leon Ruff looks at the camera and is like, why flow though? <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> uh, I'm going to name six wrestlers, okay? Okay. Hear me out. So Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, 
Adam Cole, Bebe. Tommaso Ciampa, okay. Johnny Gargano, and I forgot who my sixth one was going to be. So I'll just say those five, right? Um, so Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, Chapo, Gargano, and... Um, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Bebe. Bebe. One of those five are going to beat Karrion Cross and give him his first loss, or anybody else. Which do you pick? <sighs> so you can, it's going to be one of those five, or you can take the field. <laughs> Meaning it could be anyone. It could be maybe he gets promoted to a different – maybe he's on SmackDown when it happens. Maybe yeah. it's – you know, it could be anybody else or one of those five. What do you think is more likely? If, if Finn Balor was not in that five, I would say the field. But Finn Balor is the only one making me going because that's what the collision course is. I, I do see Karrion Cross going all the way to Finn – Losing and then having that carry across too and getting the paddle that way. Mm-hmm. You know what? Betting man, and I have no money, so you can't owe you more. <laughs> I bet zero dollars <laughs> on the field. <laughs> the field. Okay. I bet the field. Why not? Yes. But. He gets rolled up by Kushida. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Kushida's, Kushida's, he's thinking though. He's like, what you don't know is I'm going to go back in time and I've already beaten him. So we're just gonna wake up <laughs> he's not actually a tribe traveler <laughs> we're just gonna wake up and go wait a minute Kushida already beat him why didn't I think a thousand dollars says uh, so uh, Dylan Matthews says Cameron Grimes to the moon Mackenzie which to I think the moon. Right. I love Cameron Grimes I'm gonna, I want Cameron Grimes to have his own TV show just I like would watch that living a regular life but still dressed as he like he's gonna be in a wrestling ring but like going to Starbucks <laughs> and like just living his daily life. <laughs> Sorry, you put a shirt on. To the moon. Uh, <laughs> Elliot Fletcher says, I think Bronson Reed or Colorado will be cross. I, hey, you know me. I, I love my thick boy. Bronson Reed is the future of that brand. I already know it. Uh, and Cross Devil asks an interesting question. We see this a lot of time when it comes to wrestling. Do you think NXT will ever do intergender wrestling like the men can do a wrestling move on a female wrestler? Now, we've heard this question about wrestling in WWE as a whole. But I do think NXT has a couple more rink house. Jack Farmer, what do you think? Uh, so, yeah, first off, uh, to Elliot, I think that uh, Bronson and Kyle O'Reilly are both guys that um, could theoretically beat him. It might be a little bit, though. Bronson Reed's going to be the Damian Priest of uh, 2021. I think he's going to be the guy that is – we're looking for what he's trying to do and trying to find his place, and then he's going to end 2021 as a solidified guy near the top. As far as the intergender wrestling thing, I, I like the intergender wrestling thing. I like when we mix as many people up into the same pot as possible. Um, I don't think in the near future it will be happening. I mean, if we talk about it for all of time, sure, maybe it will happen. But I wouldn't hold my breath on it happening anytime soon, at least not in an official way. I mean, you might see yeah. something like when Baron Corbin hit Becky Lynch with his, the end of days, and then that was it. But right. I, don't, I don't think it will be like, you know – Take over Rhea Ripley versus Adam Cole, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm with you there. The thing is that NXT is still a PG product. And I don't think you can do that with PG product because, like, look, their sponsors are what Liberty Mutual Insurance <laughs> and, right. and, and, and things like that. I, I doubt that's the case. I would say if NXT still had house shows, you might get a couple things like that, you know? Um, because you can build up a storyline where it might be equal. But when it comes week to week, we don't know. Uh, Charlene this corroborates with you. Uh, it has a Corbin and Moon and Girls a few times. Well, yeah, I, we're talking about a match, like an actual bell-to-bell on a poster. Next week, it's in Fuego because Rhea Ripley is <laughs> taking on Bronson Reed, like that kind of thing. I don't think that's going to happen uh, anytime no. soon. Um, yeah, at least yeah. not in the near future. But Again, 20, I- 2072, I don't know. What's, <laughs> yeah. uh, then we'll be talking about robot versus human matches, I guess. Oh, but... man, money in the robot every time. Yeah, every, every time. time. <laughs> like, the like, why do we quit. do this? <laughs> <laughs> the robot's not quitting. It's actually restarting? No. Um, so, <laughs> talking about girls who could beat up guys, Zia Lee is back in the arena with Boa in tow. Look, the match was academic. The now newly renamed Katrina Cortez, the former Catalina, or the former Katarina, depending on which part of her career you know her from. But she's now, Katarina Cortez was a sacrificial lamb. But the real story is this. After weeks of being beaten off camera and down the block in a warehouse in the Performance Center, she is now a reinvigorated Zia Lee. Jack Farmer, so many questions. What does it mean by Liam Boa? Who's leading the chair? What's the name of the group uh, mean? Because it's the Tian Sha. What? Help me out here. First and foremost, 
Cortez had a last name added only to have it eventually removed in a, at some point down the road anyways. But uh, this is one of those things, Flobo. It happens few and far between, but I think you and I both love what's going on with Zia Lee. This was Mortal Kombat feeling when she yes! came out. Shadow it was Realm. So cool. Shadow Realm. <laughs> uh, <was> Underworld. That <laughs> was great. Uh, um, it was so cool to see. Uh, it was so cool. I love the entrance. I, this is a perfect example of how you rebuild someone without having to have a bunch of pointless matches that don't matter. They take little snippets of time every week just and, and show that there is a transformation happening. These things that we've been watching over the past few weeks, if this was a movie, that would be the montage training session where we know that now she's different and better. Yeah, you're the but, best. This was great. I loved it. I loved it. I love that it. I, I think Boa looked cool as hell standing there in the suit with the red sash thing on. I thought that Zia Lee looked cool. I thought she looked vicious and brutal with those strikes. Whoever it is in the chair, I am terrified of and want to see more of at the same time. This was fantastic. I loved it. It was, it was. I am invested in Zia Lee now in a way that I never would have before without this. So I can't wait to see what's next. I want so, to see Boa in the ring now. Oh, yeah, actually. I don't know if you guys remember this. This is actually a fun fact. Even though I, I love Jessica Kamea to death, and she is definitely one of my favorite female wrestlers for a fan, the first ever Boo thing of the week I ever did when I dropped it was Zia Lee. And it wasn't because how she looked. It was because how hard she struck, even in her training. She demolished a couple of these boxing pads. I'm like, this is literally the hardest hitting superstar on that roster. And now she gets to do it as a heel? Wow, <laughs> I'm in. I want to see her beat up more stuff. I don't care who it is. Again, it's kind of lame that it had to be someone that, Katarina, who's trying to be on the roster, was on the roster, was on Raw for a bit, was not on Raw for a bit. But I am so glad Zia Lee is refreshed, reinvigorated. And like you, I want to see what Boa does in the ring now. Do you think people are booing her? Do you think people at home don't like her? No, I don't mean that because I don't. I don't. People like and cheer who they, they cheer for, who they hate. But I do think she's being presented as this menace. Whether or not you cheer for her is up to you. But she's not going to be a happy-go-lucky. I'm doing my best. <laughs> you know. I think she's a perfect example of having kind of a an embarrassment of riches in the women's division, where you don't have to have this fine line between people you love and people you hate. You can have characters that just act a certain way, and you decide whether or not you like them or hate them. That's the 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 tall tale sign of of a division that's deep and well established. And I think she's just the example. That, she's the fruits that are being bared from that kind of division, and I can't wait to see where she's at. I'm definitely a fan of hers right now. If you guys are a kind of people who only watch the main matches on the show, you know who you are. No judgments here. You got to go back the way that how that match ended. That spin kick was absolutely, I think it was even more tougher than the Black Mass. Like it was, yeah. it was nuts. I would not want to take one of those safely or not. Uh, yeah. That's just me. You know? I don't know how you do it safely. She spun around a thousand times and flung her fit, foot at someone's face. I don't know how you do that safe. How do you learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder, Flobo? That's what I'm trying to say here. JR, is that you? Uh, uh, Cross Devil says, and I agree, I'm getting Tribal Chief vibes from Zion Lee. Acknowledge me. <laughs> the Tribal Chief's so cool. Oh, yeah, uh, it totally is, man. Uh, and yeah. Elliot also says, uh, the person in the chair should be Aaliyah so we get the greatest feud in NXT history if I like team up against each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's long-term storytelling. That's a yeah. surprise! It was me all along, Austin. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's, why, of, that's why she kept getting hit in the face over and over in those, in those videos. She's like, yeah. this is for hitting me in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Such a grudge that for weeks you beat someone up. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of safety, though, fight pits delayed. I'm not sure if it's uh, because of actual injuries or because of spreading, spreading the love around. I totally understand that. Uh, but it's mm -hmm. all right. We, and uh, we do have a women's match, a last woman standing match, which I don't think many of them. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez against Rhea Ripley. I am conflicted with this one, Jack. Raquel Gonzalez needed the win. She got the win. She looks great. Uh, and Rhea Ripley definitely seems like the, we were saying that, that Johnny Gargano, you've already graduated. What are you doing hanging around here kind of vibe? But what's that say about the division of how easily Raquel Gonzalez got up from that last chair, chair bomb or table bomb? It was like, <laughs> sorry, Rhea Ripley. What does that say about the division? So easily... 
Raquel Gonzalez is just an unstoppable freight train. You can't like it's not easy. It's just that she's just incredible. She is the strongest, most dangerous, most dominant female wrestler on the planet right now. I don't care who else is out there. I don't care what division you're talking about. If you're looking for pound for pound muscle, no one else measures up to Raquel Gonzalez. She proved it today. The story of this match, though, I think you got to give a round of applause to both of them. It was not only hard-hitting. It was not only brutal. It was fun. They did so many cool, innovative things. I loved Raquel Gonzalez getting handcuffed to the to the fence and just breaking away from it. I loved that Dakota Kai got shoved into a locker. That was a fun little side part of the match. I Still there, actually. The, yeah, she's still like, guys... Guys, she tweeted that as much. Did she tweet it? Hey, guys, anyone? Anyone here? Uh, uh, I thought the submission with the chair uh, on Raquel's face was cool, and that that slam through the through the um, the staging that was amazing. It was an amazing match, and Rhea Ripley quietly having probably the toughest twelve months of anyone in that I can think of. I mean, she had that war games match. She had the, or I guess that was maybe more than 12 months ago at this point, but uh, she had the war games match. She had the cage match with, uh, um, uh, 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 I'm spacing out. She just came back to face EO. Um, Rhea Ripley, who did she have the cage match with again? Recently? Uh, uh, that, that's, was this, chat help me out. Was this, it wasn't Tony Storm. Her match was normal. Raquel Gonzalez, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, oh, Mercedes Martinez. That's what. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, Mer- Mer- Martinez. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, yes, it was. Names I and faces. I couldn't get uh, Raquel Gonzalez's name. Just kept rattling around in my. I was like, it wasn't her. It wasn't well, they're her. all the super uh, heavyweights in the division. Or the um, heavyweights. But yeah, she. So she's gone through so many tough people and had so many tough matches. Uh, you got to give her a round of applause. And uh, but Raquel Gonzalez the most unstoppable and i gotta say i think she's gonna be the one that takes the title from io shirai yeah i am in the same boat when it when it comes to uh raquel gonzalez i was a fan of her way back when she was reina gonzalez and the young classic i always mention it with those denim chaps so it's always cool to see my friends win like i said i'm a guy i'll I'll pick you and i'll ride it to the end so you gotta become world champ so i can tell people i told you so I know how to pick them, because if not, then I'll have an Andrade situation. I'll be like, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm still hanging in there with Andrade. What are oh, these man. I, I, I'm in the bandwagon, but the bandwagon is pretty empty. <laughs> so I'm kind of right. stretched out on this bandwagon. Like, <laughs> right. Guys? Guys? Anyone? Uh, but you're right. I haven't noticed here. I mean, table's broken glass. Everything you want to be, everything you want, you got. And randomly, I put down the fact that there's a new South Korean uh, TV partner in IB Sports. It took time to mention that on the show. So I said, well, whatever. Uh, let's talk about The Way, man. One of the more interesting um, factions there. What up, Lars Newt? Thanks for stopping by. Interesting factions there. We love them. I've come around on them. Maybe not as hard yeah. as you have, but definitely I like the fact what they stand for. Uh, Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory, the perfect sitcom. Impromptu matchup here. You got the Garganos against Kushida, which is my number one overall rank in this brand. I love the guy. I even bought a shirt last night in the Swap Zone. And Shotzi Blackheart, one of the people, like we were saying, like Dexter Loomis was, we were being chosen to build up on this brand. This right here has a lot of other uh, aspects besides the match itself, about how the faith they have in Kushida, the faith they have in Shotzi and their new tank, and the strength of the Gargano way. Your thoughts about the match, Jack? So I just, I love that the, the way is finally starting to get some respect. I love that as champions, they finally had their champions parade on the way to the ring. They should have had their parade a long time ago, but today they finally got it. It was great to see, or last night, I should say, it was great to see. I think they deserved it. I love that they gave, they, they created that everything tournament style poster for the way. I thought that was very cool as well. One thing that just I want to hear you defend this, Flobo, because I have said Shotzi Blackheart is a terrible person for weeks now, months now. That tank is just a horrible thing. She rolls up in the middle of their ceremony and shoots Austin Theory right in the crotch. I want you to defend her actions before I say anything about this match. Sure. Shotzi Blackheart is someone who just encapsulates most of us here. Most of us who say, look, we understand the accolades of... Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. We understand Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory are prospect talents, but 
they're pretty much ne'er-do-wells. They're, they're pretty much the evil side of things. And so even though she has a tank that she had to rebuild because Candace Array destroyed it, and then she shot Austin Theory because he got really close to that weapon without wearing a helmet, really. It's just not at fault here. She's just doing what we all want her to do. We all love seeing Austin Theory writhing on the floor in pain. We all want to see Johnny Gargano get his comeuppance. So why not? It's never okay to shoot a guy in the balls, Flobo. Even Cartman on South Park says it's never okay to do that. I want to hear you say it was okay for her to do that because that was wrong and she should have stopped. They should have thrown up the X. They should have ended things right there. It's completely completely wrong for this to happen. It was inappropriate, Flobo. Dude, I, I, can't, wish, I can't stand here and let, let this happen. If you throw up the X for that, then every time I trip or I sneeze, this is your rep, you're like, he's out. Sorry, guys. See you next week. <laughs> throw up the X. I also find it very, very convenient that as soon as they announce that they're going to enter the Dusty Classic, yeah. that they're going to enter this, suddenly Kushida shows up. You know why he showed up, Flobo? Because that was future Kushida. He saw that they eventually win the tournament, and now he's come back in time to stop them from winning. And the only reason he won is because he was able to watch this match in the future, go back and change things. It's unfair. <laughs> Nobody it's not realizes even, he's a time traveler anymore. No one. <laughs> it's not a fair playing field, Flobo. I don't like that they're using time travel <laughs> to manipulate the way the way is presented. And I'm glad that we have someone as good as Johnny Gargano that can overcome time travel to win matches in the future, hopefully. You, you would be the person to be the advocate for Vince McMahon back in the day. Who told Steve Austin to take a bear truck to a workplace environment? How dare he? You know what? Sometimes you gotta break the rules and make the rules work for you. Uh, but you're right, there is a Dusty Classic for the men, and for the first time, the women will have their own Dusty Rose Classic. I'm not sure if they're gonna be concurrent or week in and week off, but I'm excited for that because we talked about the depth of the women's roster in NXT. Anyone you want to see in this tournament or has not been announced quite yet? I don't know if they were officially announced. I didn't hear it, but I want to see grizzled young veterans in this tournament. I love them. I grew to love them in the last one. They are probably one of my favorite tag teams going right now, particularly really? as, um, I guess, is under the radar at this point. I think overall to the, the wrestling world, grizzled young veterans are very much still under the radar. I think to anyone who's been paying attention, they know that these guys are going to be huge. They're going to be great stars. They're great on the microphone. They're great in the ring. They look cool. They have everything you want. I want them to win the whole thing. I'm looking forward to grizzled young veterans. Okay, yeah. I think they went to the semifinals last time, and I thought they had a good showing. And yeah, if they win this one, it'd be totally well-deserved and perfect timing for them. <laughs> Imagine I, uh, rise wins, crazy. I I think that um uh I and, and to the to to the other Dusty Classic the uh, the way they're, the, they're gonna have the women's and the men's. I love this too. I think you have more than enough female talent to put together a ton of great tag teams. I love tournaments, as the world knows. I love seeing this kind of stuff happen. I'm glad to see that both sides are being represented here, and I can't wait to see who these different winners are going to be. I hope that the winners of the Dusty Classic get tag team title shots for both genders. Yeah. Uh, the only legit tag team I can think of, though, is Casey and Caden. Unless, I mean, would you have them win this one, or are they not developed enough you'll have a makeshift tag team win this tournament? There's there's other tag teams you can put together that make sense. I think you have uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell already makes sense. I think Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai already makes sense. Um, and you've got others that you can put together that you'd say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Plus, you always have your, uh, what's the phrase, the strange bedfellows tag teams where you just kind of throw them together and go, you kind of fit together. Let's put you together as a team. And that's what the broser weights were originally. And that turned yeah. out fantastic. Well, you know, sometimes you have the purists who don't like that, like the uh, Alistair Black Ricochet uh, winning the, the Dusty Classic there year. For, or not winning. Did they win? No, they, they went to the finals against um, uh, the War Raiders. But, but, yeah, that was a whole big deal about them being like a makeshift tag team. But I yeah, understand. But they're fun. I don't – you know what? If you're one of those purists, just get over yourself. They're fun. Who cares? It's a good time. 
Snap. Get over yourself. Jack Farmer said that. So if you want a problem yes. with Jack Farmer, make sure you hit him up at Real Jack Farmer and all across all social media. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how, unless you're like a brother set up or unless you train together originally in like wrestling school, that's basically how every single tag team starts is it's a random pairing and then they eventually grow on us and then they become a tag team. Look at Robert Roode and, and Dolph Ziggler. They were thrown together, but now they've been a tag team for years and it works out great. They just still kind of thrown together, though. They were different. They were the same tights now. What's the improvement? Uh, yeah. Elliot Fletcher says, uh, GYV, Imperium, Elizabeth uh, Era, Ever Riley, Gargano, and Theory, and Breezango, and Stallion, and Gray haven't announced so far. I forgot about Stallion and Gray. All right, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, don't forget about our main event tonight, uh, last night, the Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor 2 Saga. For some reason, Finn Balor always gets bloodied, <laughs> but he still wins. Yeah. Hey, a uh, lot of good effort. Some would say a lot more strenuous for both men this time around, but the Prince still retains. Jack Farmer, did the NXT Universe get this one right? Yes. I think that Finn Balor, he's one of those guys that is going to be at the top of any division he's in, and he should be. I think he's the kind of person that collects eyeballs, gets people looking. When I say collect eyeballs, I don't mean like Seth Rollins last year. I mean like viewers, obviously. And he gets people looking, so that's always fun. I think tonight was Kyle O'Reilly's true coming out party. I think he's been building up, and people have been rooting for him for a long time. And I think his last match with Finn Balor was a banger, and we all loved it. But you never know. It could have been a fluke. It could have been a one-off. I think this match showed that this guy's here to stay. This guy's a champion, and he's the only thing that's going to stop him from becoming the NXT champion is if he moves to another brand before it happens. But he's he's definitely going to be a champion, and I think that he should be a champion. I think everyone will be happy once it does happen. So a question I'm going to ask you that I asked you about two or three weeks ago on this show, is Kyle O'Reilly the new head of the snake in the Unisputed Era? Not until he wins that title. I think as long as Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. He's still the guy who cuts the best promos. He's still the guy that everyone looks to. I mean, he's still the one that everyone says baby for when they, you know, during this thing. I think that Adam Cole's the guy. Once Kyle O'Reilly wins that title, if the Undisputed Era is still together, then there's going to be a bit of a power play. But until then, Adam Cole's the guy. Hmm. Would you want to hit a power play, or is that a, a trope well-worn in wrestling factions? It's well-worn, but it's always fun. I mean, come Fair on. Enough. It's always a fun time. It's always, of course, the visual of uh, the thumbs down in, in, um, <laughs> in evolution is always the th first thing I think about whenever I think about those kind of things. But yeah. it's always fun. Like, no one's ever like, oh, this again. It's like, oh, sure. this is fun. Uh, are Artists of the Era now officially protagonists? I mean, I think everyone's cheering for them. To be fair, people have been cheering for them for a long time. Uh, so, yeah, I think that I would consider them the guys that you love and the guys you cheer for. Uh, just real quick, I want your thoughts on that Grand Metalik Santa Escobar match. I wasn't going to cover it, but I think we should. Uh, only because, yes. you know, Santa Escobar is one of the Cruiserweight Champions. But you had Grand Metalik where on paper it looked like he wasn't going to win. And, of course, he, he didn't. But leading up to this match, Lucha House Party had, like, two good victories on Raw. So it kind of seemed like it was going to be momentum, but it kind of seemed like it wasn't. So what's your thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, first off, everyone talks about underrated or underappreciated or underutilized. The poster boy for that term is Cesaro. But if there was another yes. person, yeah. it would be Grand Metalik. Grand Metalik is so good. He's so smooth. He is one of the best luchadors on the planet right now. And I was thinking about it. Is this the best that Lucha Libre has been represented on American TV ever? I mean, maybe going back to like WCW Cruiserweight days. But, I mean, when you look at whether it be Lucha House Party and Grand Metal League, whether you be looking at like Santos Escobar, whether you're looking at the fact that Rey Mysterio is still around, whether you look at even, a, you know, on the other side of things with like Ray Phoenix and all these other guys – it feels like Lucha Libre is having a really good run right now. Um, but just to finish my thoughts on the match before we dive into what I just asked you, even though that was poorly, poorly put together, I'm going to say this. Santos Escobar, the cruiserweight champion. I don't know how you could argue otherwise. He comes out like the style of this guy. He is low-key one of the best entrance attires in wrestling right now with different True. setups and looks that are still always playing homage to Lucha Libre. 
He's so good. He's the one that made the Cruiserweight Championship something that everyone's looking for and everyone's gunning for. He's single-handedly is building this thing. He's the guy, and I don't think he's going to lose it for a long time because he's so good and the true number one Cruiserweight Champion. 45 one, minutes way, ago, you just said it was Jordan Devlin. Now you're saying it's San Jose Escobar. Low key, this was one of the matches of the week, by the way. No one's talking about it like they should, but this was a banger of a match. And for me, it's one of those matches where I'm like, this is why when people say it's tough to, to put together these shows, and I get it, it is. I just think, just give us these bangers. That's all you got to do. Give us these banger matches, and we're going to be happy. This was a great match. I think that this was low-key one of the best matches of the week. Yeah, it was a solid one, and I, and I do think, to answer your question, yes. I think Lucha Libre is an art style and craft is being represented now more than ever. You can argue whether or not, whether or not these characters are developed enough to have them really resonate uh, so I think it's a problem with Lucha House Party because when they do come out, there is that, I don't want to say stink, but that era of, mm -hmm. okay, who are they putting over today? Which I do think was one of the worst trades SmackDown could have done because going into the draft, Lucha House Party was a legitimate, they were becoming a threat. Kalista was back, it was kind of a thing. They were getting wins and they struggled for a bit moving to Raw. But you're right. This was definitely one of the matches you're not going to hear about because the players involved, but the move for move, the story told, the style on display has us one of the best, and I'm so glad we are able to cover it. But before we get out of here, Jack, it's now time for my favorite part of the show. It's now time for the MVP of NXT, brought to you part by GameWare. That's right. You can suit up and game on at gmrware.com. Use promo code FLOBO for a discount. So i got to ask you a question, a question I ask on every episode. Who was one person? One man, one woman, one team. That's still got for you on either episode of NXT or NXT UK. This is a tough one, as always. Every week it's a tough one. Um, but it, this one was a real toss-up. I got to go with Raquel Gonzalez. I think winning that hard-hitting, brutal match against Rhea Ripley, who... I think a lot of people consider the class of the division in some cases, the toughest competitor in the division, even though she may not have the title. I think a lot of people consider her kind of like the, the, the top of the, of the heap. Uh, but Raquel Gonzalez beat her in a match that Rhea Ripley should be well suited at, which I think says a lot. I think it, it, this is the match that's going to propel her to that title match down the road. I think that she's the one to win it. And um, she's, she had, I think she wins it for me. Yeah, you can't knock that pick at all. There's there's no reason why I would dissent or say, oh, I can't believe you went with Raquel Gonzalez. She came up, she showed out. She's, I always thought she was bona fide, but I think now you cannot deny uh, what Raquel Gonzalez is doing. My pick, my girl, the original boot thing, Zia Lee. Now we're seeing what the whole training montage was in practice. I don't know about what, but I can tell. She's gone from that person going out being, oh, it's Zia Lee, to, wait, what's going on this week? And that says a lot. Yes, other writers, yes, the production staff, but the performer themselves have to sell it. It has to be a real character. We sat here and talked about how we feel like some characters or some wrestlers are performing or cosplaying their roles. You don't feel that a lot with Zia Lee. She can beat you up, and she proved it last night. That is why she is my MVP of NXT. Jack Farmer. By the time we hit the road, we got the Everything Tournament in about an hour's time. If you haven't checked out the Everything Tournament, make sure you do on the internet. But where can the world find you online? You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I've been on a winter break, but I'm back starting today. Many new episodes of Anytime Radio are coming back. Yes. Everything Tournament's coming back. Elite of the Week is coming back, and so much more. Follow me on social media at Real Jack Farmer so you can stay up to date on all the comings and goings that are coming up. Yeah, you're the man, and I'm Flobo Boys. You can follow me at Flobo Boys on Twitter and on Instagram, at Flobito on Instagram, Flobito.com, and learn more about the show uh, at NewAmsterdam.com, K-N-A-W-Amsterdam.com. You know, Jack, play us out. Say the words. Do your best and be yourself. <laughs>